Hey, this is James Jeffries here, Impact Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, and you're listening to Uncharted Territory. The best wrestling stories and wrestling news are on this podcast. Check us out, brother. and welcome back to the Uncharted Territory podcast. We are on episode 166. Uh, We are at half power for our hosts tonight, but we are at full power for fun. And we're glad to be back with you and uh, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. uh, As we speak, uh, by the time this episode drops, it will be Phil Singer Games perennial weekend. And uh, so you have something to, to listen to before you jump on the Zoom room and join all the promoters for the fun. Uh, I should introduce myself. I'm Corey Olson. I'll be hosting tonight's episode. Uh, Here in the Maplewood Twin Cities area, after uh, some days of some bitter cold, we had a heat wave, a tropical heat wave, as Walter Matthau sings in Grumpy Old Men, which was also filmed in the Twin Cities. Uh, But uh, no, we we warmed up today, uh, got to about the 40s, even driving home from wrestling practice tonight, it was about 35. Uh, We didn't have a lot of snow compared to other parts of the Midwest, but uh, we did get some melting and uh, thankfully, roads weren't icy as as we've drove home tonight, so that was a blessing. And uh, yeah, we're we're looking forward to it. The forecast says next week we could get into the fifties, which would I would be shocked and appalled if that happened. But but I'd be pleasantly surprised too. I'd be happy with that. Well, let's check in with my co-host for tonight, Stu Lowry in Virginia. Stu, how is the weather and everything else out your way? Thank you, Corey. Delighted to be back. We had a. Um... Somewhat unexpected death in the family last week with a beloved uncle. So uh, delighted to be back with promoters uh, where, whenever you might be listening to this particular episode. And the weather is cooperating here in Virginia. It has been darn cold up until today. And today we got into the 50s and we're even going to hit some 60s here in a couple of days, which wow. is kind of kooky even for us in January. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's going to be like, well, like Walter Mathau said, downright tropical. Um It'll feel good because it has been really cold and everything's dried out with all the heat running. So it'll be nice to catch a little bit of a break. So looking forward to that uh, when it comes around, which is in a couple of days. Very good. We're glad to have you back, Sue, and we missed you last week. And uh, sorry about the, about the death. Uh, but keep um, keep you in our in our thoughts and prayers and your family as well. Thank you, Corey. Yes. Uh, Well, as I mentioned, uh, this coming weekend, uh, probably tomorrow, depending on if this episode drops on time, uh, will be the 2024 Phil Singer Games Perennial, uh, the online convention to kick off the new year, uh, to plug some of the upcoming releases for 2024, and just to spend some time with promoters and and, uh, roll the dice virtually. Um, The uh, convention opens at 1045 Eastern on Saturday morning. I just got my uh, my my link and my uh, ticket from Todd today and my email uh, with the schedule here. So I'll just kind of run through this really quickly. At 11 o'clock, uh, from 11 to 4, the different discussion rooms will be open. At uh, 11 o'clock, there's going to be a GWF 2139 tournament. And around noon, there's going to be an early Classics 2074 tournament. Uh, from about 1 to 2, there's going to be a women's tournament. It'll be Legends and Indies in one tournament. This one, it sounds like a lot of fun for me. Uh, two o'clock is the Legends of Southern Wrestling Tournament. And then uh, nice. from 3 to 3, yeah, yeah, that should be a fun one. I'm interested to see who's in that one. Uh, from 3 to 3.30 will be the Perennial Championship. So I think that's all the tournament winners, if I remember correctly. Uh, at about 4 o'clock, there's going to be a special guest, a uh, member of the Legends of Wrestling game, Wolfie D, a podcaster himself, one half of PG-13. Uh, he's, I'm sure he's a very colorful character, has a lot to say, so... That'll be interesting to see what he has to say on Saturday. 
Uh, and then Tom Filsinger himself will be on about 4.45 to go inside Tom's brain. Uh, from 5.15 to about 6 o'clock will be the different uh, Filsinger Games panels. So the Legends crew, uh, I'm sure um, uh, Mike will be, and Todd will be talking about uh, COTG stuff. Um, uh, Zeke for the Indies, and you know I'm probably forgetting somebody. Uh, I unfortunately will not be able to be on the convention at all. We have uh, tournaments. We actually have two tournaments in two different locations on Saturday. Uh, I'm not going to both. I can't. I can't do that. Uh, but uh, but I will be uh, at, at tournaments all day at one one tournament or the other all day. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to miss out. I am sending in though a video announcement, and I'll I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, and then at six o'clock Eastern uh, till about six thirty or so is the perennial charity auction. Um, I I don't know, Sue. Have you heard? Are the funds going toward the uh, Tragosthes Hall of Fame? That would be my assumption, Corey, but I don't mm -hmm. know for sure on that. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll find out here. I should have asked Todd ahead of time, but uh, but no, it looks like a, a fun-filled day. And then of course after that, there's a pay-per-view, or excuse me, a uh, what do they call it? A premium live event. Premium uh, live event. Yes, yes. One of my favorite ones, one of the ones I usually try to watch, and that's the WWE Royal Rumble. So you can spend all day rolling Filsinger games and then watch the Royal Rumble. Um, Sue, are you going to be on, on Saturday? I will, Corey. Uh, probably a little in and out, but I will be I will be there, uh, uh, certainly for decent chunks of it and looking forward to it. And um, I think Zeke had a, an announcement on the discussion board that there's going to be some mighty good uh, – Mighty strong indie cards for people that sign up for the convention too. So that's a, another tease to come. From mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Stu, that's a great point about uh, Zeke's indie announcement. Um, you know, he there is going to be an indie release uh, exclusive to convention uh, goers. And I don't know if you heard about this. We put in breaking news last week. You don't have to attend the convention to receive the cards. Just buy the ticket. Uh, it's It's worth it. You get an exclusive Indies card. You're going to get an exclusive Legends card. We just sent off the stats to Todd. And I believe there's going to be an exclusive COTG card. I'm not I'm not 100% certain on that. But the but the first two, I know I'm right. And if the plan for the Indie card is uh, still what I heard a couple weeks ago, it's a cool name. I've been waiting for this Indie name for a long time. Um, promoters, if, if you're a fan of modern wrestling, you'll know who this person is. And it's a, it's a pretty cool name. Um, I, and I, I'm really excited about the Legends release. Um, it's a name that I can, you know, kind of remember from my childhood. Um, I think it kind of, yeah, it does, it does fit the releases that have happened at the last few uh, perennials. Uh, so kind of following a, a tradition and a theme there. And as I said, I'm going to send in a video announcement to announce this legend. Um, I'll put that together for Todd and send that in since I won't be able to be online live. Uh, but I'm really excited. Uh, I'll, I'll just say um, it's a really cool name. Like I said, I remember from my childhood and Maybe a lot of promoters haven't heard of him, but that's okay. You can find out more, and it'll be a fun card to use in your Fed. So again, fans, uh, that's uh, this coming Saturday, uh, January the 27th, uh, the Filsinger Games Perennial 2024. Buy a ticket, get some free cards, and if you can, spend time with people in person with a game you love. What what's What could be bad about that? <laughs> Not a thing. Yeah, exactly, Sue. Is this our fourth one, uh, Corey, or third? Yes, let's see. Well, we started 2021 after the pandemic happened. Yeah, so, yeah, fourth. fourth one. That's right. Yeah, fourth annual. So, in 2021, we got Nacho Barrera, 2022, Frogman LeBlanc, and in 2023, we got Tom Rocky Stone. Tom Rocky Stone. Tom Rocky Very, Stone, indeed. Yes. Very well. Yes. So, yeah, um, definitely check it out, promoters, if you if you can. Well, uh, we've got a couple of uh, uh, questions tonight. Speaking of uh, Zeke Gould, Mr. Vegas, the king of the indies, uh, he sent in a couple of great questions here. He put them on the discussion board under our last episode thread. Uh, so first of all, Zeke asks, do you guys plan to read the upcoming Randy Savage biography that is getting released on April 2nd? Now, Chad sent in an answer, even though he couldn't be here with us tonight. And Chad says, yes, he does plan to read it. Stu, what are your plans? Oh, absolutely. Um, while... Savage would not be one of my uh, all-time favorites for whatever reason. Just never really clicked with me, uh, and that's just personal preference. I do think he's one of the all-time greats. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no denying that. But uh, it is it is a book I would be interested to read um, from a number of different standpoints. Um, interested about is he he started out in baseball of all things, mm -hmm. so uh, he was a great athlete. So just to see get a, a lot of the backstory on all of that the days with his father and icw I, I think it would be a very interesting read so and i may gain a new appreciation for him inevitably when i read these biographies 
I start pushing the guys we have in the game a lot yeah. harder. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I'm a little out of the loop. I did not realize an auto, uh, or I, I should say a biography is coming out. Uh, but I'd definitely be interested to read it. I'm, I'm curious who the author is and, uh, you know, what the what uh, research went into it. But yeah, I would definitely uh, very much be interested. I was always a, a big, big Randy Savage fan, even as a kid, even when he was a heel. I just kind of, I don't know, I could kind of recognize his athleticism and loved his interviews. They were just so crazy. You just never knew what he was going to say. And um, so I just always found him to be a, fa a fascinating character. I always enjoyed the Macho Man. Well, and along those lines, um, Zeke also asks, would Randy Savage rank in your personal top 10 for best LOW signings? There's, And I want to just, before we answer that, there's a great thread that was started recently, last maybe two weeks or so, about kind of surprise LOW signings, uh, especially in the, in the color set years. Um, and I, I, and I can't remember who started that thread, but that's, that's been a really fun thread to read and, you know, think about and make some lists and some honorable mentions as we do on this show. Um, but for back to Zeke's question, uh, Chad answers that Randy Savage is a top 10 for him in terms of getting eyes on the game. Uh, but for Chad personally, he's probably more of a top 20 guy. And that's fair. Uh, he says he's a Randy Savage fan, especially his 1985 to 1992 WWF run, but there's probably at least 10 other guys he would put in front of Savage for his personal top 10 list. All right. Very, very well thought out there, Chad. Uh, Stu, what are your thoughts? Randy Savage in your in your top 10 best for LOW signings? You know, in from the perspective of getting a big name mm -hmm. that uh, had, had a lot of appeal, I would say yes. I mean, uh, from from a marketing standpoint or promotional standpoint, I would say yes. He would be in my top ten Legends of Wrestling signings. I'm more like Chad in that he would be, you know, maybe in my top twenty, twenty five in terms of like fan favorite or favorite of mine in terms mm -hmm. of the card itself. But um, yeah, I, I put him in there. I mean, that was that was a big deal when we got that card. Mm -hmm. I, I remember being pretty excited to hear we got Randy Savage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great point. You know, I think I can think of when when the Poffo Madness three pack was released in black and white. Um, I remember we really spent it seemed like a lot of time picking the right pose for Savage. I think there was maybe one draft of the artwork where Tom himself kind of said, No, it's not just not quite, you know, not quite to the level of the the star this guy is. And, you know, the last black and white drawing, the the one that became the card uh, turned out great. But I remember we really, we, yeah, we really wanted to, you know, just really, really make it work. Um, you know, I love the color card, the the in the full legend set. Um, you know, we also did kind of the color card of him in his '90s, kind of I, I always called it the neon cowboy gear. Um, yeah. Which you know, I mean, I know a lot of people recognize him from that era, especially the Monday Night Wars when he went to WCW. Um, and nothing against that that look, but I mean, I always just preferred him in, in the eighties. You know, the the starred tights, sunglasses. You know, maybe a cape or robe or something around him, um, and and just that was that's how I I preferred him. But you know, kind of getting back to, to Zeke's question, I, I I really agree with Chad's statement that as far as if you're looking to get eyes on the game, especially from kind of maybe casual wrestling fans or just you know people who who maybe were wrestling fans in a different era and not as much now. I mean, that's a very huge name. You think about, you know, he was a huge star in the eighties, um, you know, went into the Monday night wars era too, had a, had a, you know, a second career, so to speak. Um, so people, when I was in high school knew who he was, even if they just started watching wrestling in the Monday night wars area era, he was on WCW for you know two or three years pretty regularly and, uh, and was a huge name. So you knew who this guy was, um, Obviously, you know, for for us in the '90s too, the Slim Jim commercials. Um, even if you weren't maybe a wrestling fan, you knew who Randy Savage was because he snapped into Slim Slim Jims. Um, but yeah, I mean, just such a, a mainstream name. Of course, he was in that first Spider-Man movie too. I was gonna say and that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, just just such a a recognizable figure. Um, even if you weren't a wrestling fan, so definitely huge name as far as that perspective. Yes, too. Yeah, here's a question. <clears throat> Other than maybe slightly different artwork, and really he probably wouldn't even be that. Mm -hmm. Would he? Would an alternative version Savage card be of interest? Uh, Memphis or ICW or something along those lines? Or would it basically be the same guy with maybe different trunks? 
I would say, you know, yeah, and that's a, that is a great question. I'm, I'm going to just kind of go to Zeke's and I'll just say that as far as like um, personal top 10, I'll say, I think, yes, I think he would be in my top 10. I didn't form a list before this, um, but just, you know, kind of thinking off the cuff, I think he would definitely be a top 10 for me. And as far as, you know, an alternate card. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the biggest, okay. I know that in Memphis he used, um, or I should say at least in ICW and I think Memphis too, when it was allowed, he, the finisher was the pile driver. Yeah. Um, he would do the elbow, um, and sometimes off the second rope instead of the, the top rope. Um, and sometimes once in a while he'd even miss it as kind of a big spot, but you know, that would probably be about it as far as different stats. I'm guessing I, you know, I have to go back and watch, you know, I think he was doing a lot of his other moves like that, that jumping neck snap on the top rope. I think he did that in Memphis. I know I've seen footage of him in the mid South Coliseum, see, see him leaping over the ropes to the floor. Like when he was a baby face, he'd chase after Jimmy Hart or, or whoever the manager was at ringside. So he was doing a lot of those very athletic spots. Um, and that, you know, really stood out in Memphis. Um, I guess part of me would say, like, if you had to change something, you know, prior to WWF, maybe he's not as powerful, like his yeah. power rating wouldn't be as, as good because um, he, you know, definitely bulked up um, by whatever means uh, in the WWF. And, and and so that that'd be, you know, if you're trying to be realistic, that could be one thing to change. But again, from the from the stuff I've seen in Memphis, um, ICW, I haven't seen a ton of. I mean, I've seen a lot of interviews from ICW. I haven't seen as many matches. Right. Um, Not a lot out there. Right. Right. I think. I think you know because he was one of their top stars. He probably didn't work a lot on TV. You know, kind of protected their 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 main champion. Um, but I've seen you know more interviews of that era have come out, and and they were just crazy. <laughs> And you can even kind of hear like a change in his voice <laughs> from the early years to the the, the more famous years. Um, no, I, I don't know. I don't know if a, if a, another card would be a, a necessity, um, but it's a great question. A great, great thing to ponder. All right. Well, thank you, Zeke, for sending in that very, those very good questions about the macho man. But what we're going to do this week, since it's just Stu and I, we just thought we'd kind of give a little bit of a recap on our current uh, Phil Singer Games feds, kind of catch people up to where where we've been playing, what's going on, you know, matches, angles, and so on. And I'm going to let Stu get started. Stu, I know you've got a you know a couple of different your tours and your different things you got going on. So what's what's the latest in your side of the galaxy? Well, Corey, I'll start with uh, I'll start with my GWF, which is my Champions of the Galaxy Fed uh, official cards. Um, currently, the world champion is in game, and I'm starting to post at least in my uh, Fed thread on the discussion board. I'm trying to do a match of the week. <laughs> I figure I could do one match. Of course, I'm already behind, but last week was crazy. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll get back into it and try just to give a, a flavor for the Fed and some perspective as to what's going on. And the, the match of the week that I posted last week was Endgame defeating Godsend after Godsend had just had another 13 or double digit uh, title reign, uh, 13 defense title reign, which Godsend is the best ever in my GWF fed. He is wow. the, the Ric Flair of the GWF for me. And in fact, I envision him just like a Ric Flair character when he's working in the ring. And he had owned Endgame. Uh, in the past, I mean, he just, for whatever reason, Endgame could never seem to beat him, but he beat him in a pretty dramatic match and captured the world championship uh, in the GWF. So he is freshly minted as uh, my mm -hmm. GWF champion. Nice. And I'm, I'm having matches. I'm doing more in the way of undercard now, if for no other reason than to build up contenders. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm looking at the possibility. I've been playing with a bunch of the uh, early classics guys. And either uh, Torn Kalem or K.O. Keller, is, or they're either one is starting to emerge as a contender. Uh, and I'm guessing it will probably be K.O. Keller to go against Endgame soon in his first defense. And we'll see what, what develops from that. Mm -hmm. um, on the tag front in my GWF, I have Quasar and Pulsar are my current champions. And mm. they're on a six defense reign. And that's been a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun for me in general to use as a tag team. Uh, I just, you know, great baby faces, kind of quintessential baby faces. They just finished a feud with the Draconian Sheik and Count Necros, which uh, this, the original Necros card, black and white, 
which I have loved as a tag team. Those two, they can, I don't think they've got many uh, clean wins or clean losses for that matter. It's usually disqualification, <laughs> but Quasar and Pulsar had a good blow off match with them and put that feud to bed. And that's, that's been a lot of fun in the tag division. Haven't used a whole lot of the more modern GWF tag teams. I definitely favor the old classic types, uh, but we'll see. Um, perhaps Paladin Power or uh, I can't think of the other tag team that's uh, uh, Blood and Jammer. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they could make a, a fun opponent or a next kind of series or feuding, feud series for the tag team titles in the GWF. And then for my secondary title, which is like so many of you, uh, the interplanetary title, um, I'm trying to, in general, uh, for my secondary titles, have those not just be championships of the mid card, trying to look at them more and more like the old St. Louis, or excuse me, the old Missouri State Heavyweight Championship, more stepping stones or just main event uh, talent will go after these secondary titles. And Omega had held it. If Godson is 1A, Omega is 1B in my GWF in terms of the greatest ever. And Thantos just beat Omega. So that's setting up a nice feud. Um, I, I've, I've explored over the years Thantos versus various memory, members of the Omega family and uh, not just Star Warrior. And that has been a lot of fun for me. Um, so uh, that uh, a rematch or a return bout will be coming up soon for the interplanetary, interplanetary title between those two. Uh, in my bootleg fed, which I call AAW, uh, some of these names are going to mean absolutely nothing to promoters, but uh, I'll try to give some context. My world champion right now is a Dick the Bruiser tribute called Rip the Bruiser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it didn't deviate too much. No, that's fine. I want to say that's one of uh, Dale Blomquist, if I'm saying his name correctly. Used to be. I, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think I, I I've heard of of Rip the Bruiser, and uh, I believe it is a that does sound like a Dale creation. I know he did a lot of like real life legends inspired, you know, kind of characters. He definitely did. And mm-hmm. This is this is a fun character for me. Um, he just captured the AAW World Championship, defeating my own creation, a Bruno Sammartino tribute, who I call or I named Dante Giordano who is one of the greats in my AAW. And they just had a couple of match, uh, two match feud. And I might do a third, although the heat hadn't been real great or real palpable between those two. So I might just give it a rest. Um, <laughs> and Rip, while playing the heel in this particular fed is a feud, excuse me, is more of a baby face for me. So it's the first time he's ever captured the AAW world title. He has nice. been a tag team champion before. So I'll be interested to see how he does. Mm-hmm. The secondary championship in that fed is currently held by Akuma the Ninja. Um, Because I I treat that fed as bootlegs plus all GWFZ. So all that Mm, is lumped mm -hmm. in plus any reimagined champions of the galaxy. So it is a massive Mm. catalog from which to pull for the fed. And Akuma the Ninja just got done or just got through with a uh, feud over the international belt, which is the second, uh, which is the secondary title in my AAW fed by defeating Irish Pat Flanagan. Yes. Another creation by me <laughs> and another tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let you guess who it is. Pat O'Connor uh... if you could come up with your stuff. <laughs> I uh, defeated him for the international title. So I might have a return bout because that was uh, that was kind of a fun match. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. The tag team champions are two GWFC creations uh, by the name of Aries and Pride. Mm-hmm. Um, Pride had a couple of iterations. The last one uh, is my favorite. It's kind of a John Cena-esque character to me, at least. And he's one of my all-time greats in my AAW as well. Um, this is a nice tag run he has with uh, Aries, who is his official partner in GWFZ. They uh, they are currently feuding with um, Dr. Payne and the Surgeon, also of GWFZ fame, a team that I have called the Medics. Uh, so it just seemed to, seemed to work. And they're feuding over the AAW World Tag Team titles. And then finally, in my WWA, which is my Legends Fed, had a great feud for the world championship between Antonino Rocca and Ted DiBiase. 
DiBiase, uh, at the end of each season, when I conclude my season, I do have my uh, season awards or year-end awards. And one of those categories is best heel, and Ted DiBiase is the front runner. This is the Million Dollar Man version. And he and Raka had a great feud over the world title. Uh, Raka won the blow-off, um, sending DiBiase packing, at least for now. But DiBiase has been a lot of fun this season, and I may have to bring him back because he's been uh, great in his role as a main heel in the WWE. Up next for Raka is either going to be it's going to be people of his era because uh, I want to I want to see what we can I could have a lot of fun with this. Buddy Rogers will be next and see if we can get a few going on there. I think that's got uh, that should be a whole lot of fun. And I've not done a whole lot with those two together. So I, I, I'm really anticipating some good matches between those two uh, with Don Leo, Jonathan kind of uh, lurking in the wings too. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the secondary title is currently held by uh, Rob Van Dam. Um, he is, uh, this is his first time with the belt. He's coming off a feud with Shane Douglas over that title. And these two competed or feuded in tag team competition uh, when it was Sabu and RVD versus Shane Douglas and Kurt Henning. I paired those two together and had a lot of fun in the tag team division in my Legends Fed. And uh, so that, that feud is now spilled over to singles competition for my secondary title in my WWA, which is the St. Louis Championship. So uh, RVD just won a great match, which I will eventually post as my match of the week because it was a doozy. Short, but very, very intense. And then my tag champions in my WWA are a team that, uh, well, I'll digress for a second. I uh, typically vote for my vote. <laughs> vote is in air quotes, promoters. For my own personal Hall of Fame every April, I try to take it seriously and try to uh, uh, elect, if you want to call it that, very, uh, very well-qualified members into the Hall of Fame or very well-qualified wrestlers into the Hall of Fame. And my current tag team champions, I think, due to this last run, are going to make it. And that's Nick Bockwinkle and Ray Stevens. Uh, they have been one of the better teams in my WWA. I think by virtue of this last run, they're going to make it. I think it put them over the top. I think I'm going to put them in this April. And they are in a great feud uh, with the Armstrongs, who have been surprising champions. The Armstrongs have won those tag belts in my WWA before. And that's spilled over to a couple of great singles matches on the undercard between Bockwinkle and Bob Armstrong, uh, which one was a draw, a time limit draw. So Barb Ar Bob Armstrong definitely acquitted himself well against one of my greater champ, my my best champions in, in terms of Nick Bo uh, with Nick Bockwinkle. So that those matches have been a whole lot of fun between Armstrong and uh, Bob Armstrong and Nick Bockwinkle. So the blow off is coming soon in that tag feud. I should mention for about the 72nd time, I have tried to make a bootleg Legends Fed tour. <laughs> I, I do it and then I lose interest. I'm going to see if I can continue this. Um, and I've got, uh, it's an, in, I'm calling it just the NWA. Uh, I've had it off and on for years since I started getting all these bootleg Legends wrestlers. And the purist in me wants to separate them ultimately. I, I, I've tried to combine, but there's so many good bootlegs now of Legends characters. Having a Legends or World Tour that's in the bootleg world makes sense. Ric Flair is my champ. He's feuding with Sting. Um, it's been fun. The, the couple matches that they had have really been a whole lot of fun. And the, the last one is really, really good. So we'll see if I can keep my interest there. Uh, I mean, I, I like again, I'm trying to do more in the way of undercard if not feuds, uh, undercard matches to determine contenders. So having a fourth world title tour may be a little much, but we'll see how it goes. But it's a whole lot of fun. I've been, I've been, I've said before, this model is not unique to me. I stole it, but it works for me. So uh, I'm having a whole lot of fun with it. And that's the uh, world of joint promotions as we speak. Excellent, Stu. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you mentioned Bachwinkle and Stevens as being dominant tag team champions for you. And that's uh, in my USWA, they had, um, I think now it's the second longest uh, reign you know, for the world tag team titles in history. Um, they got surpassed by Fuji and Saido a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, um, and that was just always cool because Bachwinkle was what had the two longest USWA world title reigns too, uh, until being surpassed just, just recently, just in the last couple of years. So for him to 
have have had such long reigns with both both belts is pretty cool. Um, the second Steven, uh, sorry, Corey. No, go ahead. Go ahead. This color version of Stevens has really put them over the top because he got tweaked a, a bit and deservedly right. so, and that mm -hmm. has made them a tough team. And I, and you know, I, I was just using the black and white ones um, when I had them as a team. I would be really interested to see how they fare in their color versions. Um, but I'll, but I, I agree that you know the color Stevens. I've been using them in a different way. And I'll get to that in a little bit here, but it definitely makes a difference, especially in tag matches. Oh, they, they are a formidable pairing. Yeah, I, I bet. I bet. Um, remind me, I think you might have mentioned it before, but what does AAW stand for in your Fed? Well, <laughs> originally, because most of the bootlegs were kind of Earth tributes mm -hmm. uh, or human humanoid tributes or, or tributes to famous wrestlers, I should right. say. There right. were no green aliens. Yeah, of course. Um, it was all American wrestling, and I've just kept the oh, name. Oh, cool. So, okay. Um, even though it's kind of goofy and that I do have some uh, more sci-fi creatures in there, but mm -hmm. for the most part, uh, it's it's classic style wrestlers because I mm -hmm. use a fair of my bootlegs that I've created over time too, which a lot of those guys are, are based on real wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, very cool. I've dabbled in trying to create a more appropriate name, but keeping the initials, but nothing seems to work as well as all American wrestling. So okay. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks for that great recap. Uh so on my side of things, um, you know, I've had my USWA for uh well, I mean, real time since 2004, and uh I'm currently in 2019. So for those that read my discussion board posts i'm kind of in the fall of 2018 uh but in you know real game time if you want to call it that i'm in march of 2019 i'll you know i'll get caught up i've actually been really enjoying playing more and uh um just not <laughs> having to worry about the writing up the recaps i mean not that I, I will go back and kind of you know add some details in in between cards you know depending on how feuds play out just little things i'm not changing the results by any means but just some of the little things of the feuds the storylines um, you know, little things got, kind of depending on, on other matches. Um, so right now, though, in, as I said, March and twenty March of twenty nineteen, I'm uh, I, and I've been playing um, almost exclusively on on COTG online. I'll, uh, over Christmas, I, I broke out the cards for one one of the house shows, and my super cards. I almost always play with the cards, uh, but I, it just I find it just saves some time when I can just put it in the computer and and roll them out and and everything and. Uh, you know, I keep the results in the um, the stat tracker until I've had the time to um, to write up the kind of the summaries for my Fed history, uh, which right now I've got a lot in the stat tracker. I haven't done the, the write ups for a while, uh, but that's okay. It's uh, I've been oops, hold on. but I've been I've been really enjoying um, just you know just playing and uh, and uh, and and just you know going from one card to the next and just kind of keep some momentum going. Um, so my, uh, as of right now in, in uh, March, 2019, my world champion is Tommy Rich. Uh, he won the title from Harley race at the end of 2018 at the new year's knockout. Um, he's only suffered, let's see in singles action. He suffered one pinfall loss. And of course it was right before he challenged for the title. Um, he since avenged, avenged that loss. Um, he did suffer a loss to race in a tag team match, but by very controversial means. Uh, mm. It was Rich and Bill Dundee against Race and King Kong Bundy. And now this was the card before um, Race would earn his um, his uh, his rematch for the title uh, from New Year's Knockout. And uh, Race, or Rich rather, appeared to have the match won. But then Jimmy Hart got involved, distracted the referee, and the newest member of Jimmy Hart's first family, handsome jimmy valiant no longer boogie woogie man jimmy valiant. very nice handsome jimmy valiant got involved turned on his former i mean he had he had already turned prior to this show but but he attacked his former partners and allies rich and dundee leading to race scoring the pin uh so race did challenge rich on the next card uh rich you know came out fired up and uh and got disqualified pretty quickly so he retained the title but race will you know get a rematch at some point uh, Rich has so far, let's see, made three defenses of the title. So he's he's doing, nice. doing pretty well overall. Um, I do use the hometown advantage rule for Rich. And um, that's, I've, I've put that into place pretty much since his debut in, in the USWA. Um, so for the entire territory, any, any place he wrestles in USWA, he gets to gets to use that, that advantage. 
Corey, you know, no. it's, it's sad to me that those two are fighting after they got along so well on that car ride. So, I mean, I, I know, that... <laughs> I know, I know. You never, you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so they, uh, so that's, that's where that's going. And uh, my world tag team champions right now are Greg Valentine and Ray Stevens. Uh, and that's with both of their uh, most recent color cards and, you know, talking about Stevens updated color card. Yeah. That makes a huge difference in tag matches, having that add one. And these guys are just, uh, they're just machines. They have these long matches. And, you know, I've kind of explained my timing system. I just basically double the the real time as much as possible. When, you know, kind of sometimes maybe modify that a bit if it doesn't make sense for certain matches. But um, but they, they have had these almost like hour-long matches. And wow. often they'll take a lot of punishment and come back and win. Um, and they've, you know, battled a variety of challengers. I think, let's see, I believe they're up to now four or five defenses um they've got uh on the i'm in the middle of card number 576 on march 11th 2019 in, in the rupp arena in lexington and they're going to defend against the fantastics on this card this will be the fantastics for a shot at the belts uh so i'm really interested to see how that uh, how that match goes do you do time um, limit draws Corey? I I never have. I was tempted a couple times recently, but <laughs> but the purist in me, like or the the uh, consistency follower in me, just cannot like. Well, if I didn't do it in this match, I can't do it. You know, I I, I at least in the USW, I have not done that, and I'll I'll come back to that in a little while too. But in the USW, I have I've not done that. I never did that in the GWF, um, or any of my Filsinger game, my my Champions of the Galaxy feds, um. You know, it's I, I don't know. I don't know. I've just I I I always struggled. I overthink it and think, you know, how much time should I give to this match and to this match? And then I just get, you know, kind of flustered thinking about it. So um, but yeah, I'll like I said, I'll come back to that. Um, my southern heavyweight champion is actually the same as it is where I'm at on the discussion board, and that's still Brian Danielson. Um, he's had a really good reign. I know he's getting up there as far as like the number a higher one of the higher numbers of title defenses i have to go back and look i want to say on this reign he's at about eight right now might be more now um now he did get suspended for an attack he um so he he and colt cabana had been feuding with tyler black and Brody lee i i do call him luke harper in my fed from his time in the wwe at the, at the time i started using him he was still in the wwe and i just i don't know for whatever reason i just kind of went with that name um now Harper and Black put out Cabana, and Cabana is going to be out kind of indefinitely. He's just kind of taking him out of the Fed for now. Um, you know, probably bring him back at some point or maybe somewhere else. Uh, but um, but Danielson, you know, battled Harper in a great match and then injured him um, and then actually got suspended. Now, it was only a three-card suspension, so I thought, well, okay, I don't want to strip him of the title just because by the time he gets back, you know, a tournament would have been settled and everything. So Commissioner Teddy Long just kind of said, Okay, you're I'm gonna keep the you're gonna keep the belt on you, but when you come back, you're gonna to have to defend against your originally scheduled challenger, Mad Dog Bashan, and that'll be his next defense. And then um, and then also defend a week later against the mass superstar, who's next kind of next in line. And you know, normally it's one title defense per calendar month uh for me, but this is this is gonna be a, an exception to the rule that this is almost kind of like a punishment. He's gotta face back-to-back -to -back tough challengers. And uh, uh, to kind of make up for his for his uh, attack and his actions, um, yeah. Mad Dog at New Year's Knockout won a gauntlet match. I'd never done a, a, like a gauntlet match. Oh yeah. And and um, eliminated something like twelve guys in a row to win the match. So he got a shot against Danielson. Um, lost that via DQ, but it was a competitive enough match where I wanted to give him another shot. And uh, so that'll be on this card too. It's actually because because of the suspension, I'm doing two title matches on this card, which is um, a rarity for a, a non super card in the USWA. Yes, yeah, Sue. Uh, so you, you mentioned Mad Dog eliminated twelve. That yeah. is a pretty impressive number. What was the level of talent he was facing? Was it soup to nuts or? Uh, it was. I mean, yeah, you know, it was. I know, like Mr. Saito with his new card was in there. Good card. His his um TNT card um i mean it was just a lot yeah a lot of very comparable opponents um both of the flying redheads obviously separately bestine and lions um oh gosh um 
put me on the spot here. Uh, well, you, <laughs> you don't have to give me yeah. specifics, but just yeah. overall, the talent was pretty good. It was that an yeah. impressive number. And, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, given dice rolls and everything else, I mean, even a, a, a weaker statted opponent could have, you know, pulled off the upset here and there. And there were, there were a few little upsets like that in the match. Not, a, not as many um, as I would have expected. Um, some more competitive matchups in that gauntlet. Um, Baron Von Raschke and um, um, Mike Jackson uh, went at it and, and Baron put five on him before he finally got the pin. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. So that was, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a fun, a gauntlet match to do. And then uh, middle America champ right now is uh, Jackie Fargo uh, undefeated. He, he had kind of a three match series with the former champion, Luke Harper. Um, both times almost had Harper beat, but then a, a disqualification or a count out um, led, you know, led to a different a change of things. Um, so then their third title match, um, it looked like Harper had it won, but because of interference from Black. And so I gave Fargo an interference from Danielson, uh, again, for feuding, who's feuding with Black and Harper. And his interference kind of turned the tide. Uh, Fargo hit his foreign object move, his add one move, and it led to a pin. So I said that a chair was involved in the finish, uh, even though Fargo is the baby face. But uh, yeah, Fargo has yet to be pinned. Uh, he's lost, you know, a good number by DQ, uh, but but has not suffered any pinfall losses yet so this is pretty cool that he he grabbed the title he's definitely moving on up in popularity among the uswa fans and up the card and everything else um and uh yeah you know um, i brought i brought in some new faces and uh, a few returning faces too um i just posted on the discussion board that the Malkies uh, are coming in and they've they have come in and they have won two matches whoa i guess yes two. Yes. Um, so that is, that is amazing. Yes. Um, I'll, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to say who they're, who. Okay. Maybe, yeah, you should. Until, that that until is we get, impressive yeah. and also improbable. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was shocked. <laughs> I was kind of, their first win came pretty early on. Only might be like second or third match in. And um, I was hoping, you know, they'd have a longer losing streak before they got that win. And then <laughs> the second win, given who it was, didn't surprise me as much, but I, I still kind of hoped they would, you know, go on a longer losing streak. So you just never, you never know with with these, uh, with these Mulkies. Um, as I said, you know, uh, the first Jimmy Hart's first family right now, it's Harley race, um, King Kong Bundy, the world tag team champs, Steven and Val Stevens and Valentine. And then, uh, the recently turned Jimmy Valiant, um, Sir Oliver Humperdinck is managing mass superstar, um, the tag team of Mr. Saito and Ivan Koloff and Hugh Morris. Um, and I just, just brought in, uh, Humperdinck's, color manager car that was just released uh jim Cornette right now is is pretty much the same as, as where he's been on the discussion board he's got the heavenly bodies and that's tom pritchard and chris candido for me um adrian street and street is still doing well overall and then mr hughes uh mr hughes is kind of going back to a little bit more of the bodyguard role for for Cornette. he'll still wrestle occasionally he's got a a feud here Cornette's former bodyguard dan severin just returned and uh is gonna have a, a couple matches with hughes uh, he was fired by Cornette a couple of years ago and, and replaced by Hughes. So that'll uh, be a, a feud. We'll see how, you know, how long that goes, but just kind of made sense with some other things going on. Um, and Pepper Gomez is, is still been doing well. He's challenged for the world title a couple of times. Uh, had some very competitive matches. He's now managed by Ed Strangler Lewis. And uh, nice. um, yeah, he's, he's, he's just kind of, not really feuding, but just, you know, taking on the top contenders and hoping to to get that big belt sometime. He's been a former Southern and Mid-America champ, but never held the world world heavyweight title. He's capable of doing it. He's won the world yeah. title in my fed. That card's good. Yeah. And especially that that the, when he upgraded to the color card, that that yep. also was a, a good a good upgrade. I like the changes that we made there. Um, and then as I kind of hinted at, and I've mentioned this, I guess, already, not a total surprise, but I have started my Impact Pro Wrestling Fed. Um, now my IPW will be or is in the same universe as the USWA, and I'm gonna um kind of save the the reasons, the connection there for my discussion board post, but I will start a an IPW thread. Um, I am gonna run them, you know, as the same time frame. Um, you know, I'm I'm there will be some crossover where guys from you know make special appearances or such. Um, down the line, I don't want to do too much of that right away. I want to I want to keep them separate, get their own identities. But um, the IPW will recognize USWA titles and vice versa. You know, that's kind of their their world champ will be the USWA world champ. And and so the one thing I'm doing for those that have read our um, our combined um, WWWA promotion that we had for a while, 
my Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. I did a similar format where I did a TV taping and then kind of a big house show of the month. And uh, and I'm, I'm running that format. Uh, the TV tapings take place at the vault, uh, the, the training center of, of IPW. And um, uh, so far, it'll just be one show at the end of each month, you know, that might expand down the line. Uh, but right now, I, as I said, I'm in March also of 2019, or yeah, 2019. And, uh, I've done two TV tapings with several episodes on each of those, those, sh uh, shows to kind of establish some of the top stars. Um, going back to your question about time limits on the TV shows, I do time limits. So kind of the, you know, if you want to call them enhancement matches or maybe, you know, where I'm kind of hoping one guy gets the win a little bit more, those I do as, uh, as 10 minute time limits. Um, when there's more of a feud match, I'll do a, a 20 minute. And now in reality, it's half of that time. You know, I'm, I'm doubling the time as I do in the USWA. On the house shows so far, I haven't done time limits. I've done two house shows and I'm I'm not going to do time limits for those um, just to give them a, a chance to... Um, to you know get the full match whatever whatever is uh whatever works out um but yeah so no champions crowned yet i'm kind of doing a slow build to that i've done the first round of the heavyweight title tournament and that took place it's an eight-man tournament so two matches uh took place over each of the first house show cards um i had uh, the first very first show was at forte ballroom in des moines um adam pierce and this is with the Kind of the updated championship wrestling from Hollywood card that Grant and I collaborated on. It's a good about, card. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, he defeated Nikki Free uh, to to advance, and then Eric Young uh, scored kind of an upset over T.S. Aggressor, uh, and this has led to a feud between Eric's Canadian trio of himself, uh, Petey Williams, and AJ Smooth. They're there uh, with AJ and Petey is kind of the tag team against T.S. Aggressor. Um, Johnny Fitness and uh, Mr. Destiny, who are the Inhumane Society. I have them actually as faces with kind of this idea that they were known before IPW started in the Midwest. So they're these kind of Midwest legends already. And out of, you know, they were maybe heels in the past, but the, it's kind of like a Ric Flair thing where, where fans just want to cheer them because of how good they are. Um, so that's that started a feud there. Um, the Canadians attacked TS on one of the TV shows and they've put him out for a few cards. Uh, so he's injured. So. So that'll be interesting to see how that feud plays out. My second uh, uh, show was from the locker room in Algona, which was the uh, original vault, the original training uh, city for IPW before they moved the vault uh, down to uh, to Collins, Iowa. Um, but at the locker room, the other um, the other two uh, first round matches, Johnny Fitness and Jeremy Wyatt had an amazing match. Uh, four and three quarter stars. Both guys had six tokens on them and all like from pins, uh, kickouts, not not like add ones or any kind of real gimmicks, just high pin rolls and kickout rolls. It was an amazing match. Uh, Fitness won that by a countout, so I kind of said it was like a like they did a, a big spot where they both you know clothesline each other over the ropes to the floor, kind of a spot, and then it was a a dramatic uh, race to get back in. Fitness beat the count, um, so definitely kept Wyatt somewhat strong. So they will definitely meet again somewhere down the line. And the other one, uh, not as good of a match. Uh, the big picture defeated Mr. Destiny with a DQ. Very short match, very disappointing. Um, so that means that on the next uh, house show, which will be at the end of March, game month of March, um, we'll have the semifinals. And this card is going to take place at Newton High School, the original home of the TNT Hall of Fame. Um, and that you'll see Adam Pierce take on Eric Young. So kind of two heels there going at it. And then Johnny Fitness taking on the big picture. Uh, Pierce, I should mention, he is managed by Stu Stone of the Family Stone and the, uh, one of the original championship wrestling from Hollywood cards. I think that's a really fun manager card to use with Pierce. And Stu's also going to be managing the team of the Cowboys from Hell, which is Justin Decent and one called Manders. Now, Decent had a team called the Cowboys from Hell with uh, um, someone else in IPW, and I'm blanking right now who that was. But uh, So that isn't an original tag team name. And breaking news, fans, Tim Dalton is doing the podcast. Tim Dalton. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, Tim. So, yeah. It's a run-in, and, and it's mayhem everywhere. It is. It's, it's pandemonium, psychedelic pandemonium. It's pandemonium. We should ask Tim, how is the weather in Buffalo? <laughs> um, <You're> crappy. It, <laughs> it's warming up. Good. If that, uh, if that means, and now there's just like, you know, all the icicles on the house that were five feet long or there, there's mm -hmm. one actually at my neighbor's house that goes from their roof to the ground. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
So now you're just worried about when you walk out the door that there's a stalactite that's going to basically impale you when you're uh, pierce you when you're walking when you're walking out the side door of my house. <laughs> so, oh man! Yeah, no, it it got up above freezing today. It was about thirty five degrees, thirty six degrees. So, oh, so that's good. It's supposed to warm up a little bit too. So hopefully we'll okay. get some snow melt because I. I feel like every time I'm taking a turn on a on a street, I'm I'm taking my life into my hands. <laughs> you know, I mean the the roads are fine, everything's yeah. good, but I mean the snow piles are just huge. Yeah, and so every time you turn, you can't really see around the corner, so it's mm-hmm. a little sketchy. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm glad you're glad to hear that you're safe. Yeah. Um. So I was just in the middle of kind of giving a quick recap of my IPW and where that's at. Um. Another kind of a heel uh, stable is managed by Rock Riddle. And that's the uh, the the unit of Maddie Star, the masterpiece Chris Masters, and of course the team of the major players, uh, Matt Cardona and uh, and Brian that's Myers. It. Yeah, Matt, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Um, so yeah, Rock Riddle is their manager and always a character, always pre- very present. Maddie Star has done pretty well for me overall. Um, I did not put him in the heavyweight title tournament just to kind of like almost sort of free him up as maybe one of the early challengers for whomever wins that title in, in the tournament. So kind of build him up and he's I, I think he could be very well be the the first challenger after the tournament is is settled the tournament's going to be um take place in april at the five sullivan brothers center in waterloo iowa the first champion will be crowned in waterloo and uh and uh looking forward to that i haven't started the tag team title tournament yet i'm just kind of introducing some of the tag teams um both on the tv shows and the house shows but the the tag team title tournament matches will start in april on the vault tv tapings and I'm planning to do the finals in May at Forte in Des Moines. Uh, some of the tag teams I've got on the roster right now, uh, I am using America's Most Wanted. They've been doing really well. I like how their their cards work together. Uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, I've got them as a team. They just they just debuted officially on the TV show, and looking forward to seeing how they work together. Uh, local team here from Minnesota. They were released in Promoter Prime some years ago. Uh, Eric Cannon and Derek Corbin are ACDC. Uh, of course, I mentioned the major players, the Cowboys from Hell, and then uh, AJ Smooth and Petey Williams uh, from Team Canada as a, as a as a tag team for that group. Um, I am using uh, some of the Legends enhancement talent uh, for the Vault TV tapings to kind of put over these these independent stars. So Jake Millman, Kenny J, and Nacho Barrera all jumped from the USWA, and also joining them is Tom Rocky Stone. Uh, so they've been used, getting. I'm shocked that Tom Rocky Stone is on your roster. <laughs> right, right. I know, I know. And I, did, by the way, I, I do love yes. the fact you're going with the Five Sullivan's name, going oh, yes. old school on the uh, the, the venue's name. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, because what is it? Just now, Waterloo Convention Center. What I think so. To, yeah. Yeah. I think the I, Sullivan's you know, have been removed. And I and I debated. I've debated. I I I I just love that. You know, we've we spent so many years at the Five Sullivan's. I had to I had to keep the name. So, yes. Thank you. Um. Yeah, so it's it's a it's fun to get to use some of these cards that I've never used before. Um, most of them, yeah, I, I had never used before. Uh, a lot of the indie cards uh, that I'm bringing in right now, and you know, kind of some of the names that aren't IPW um, originals or, or authentic IPW names may have shorter stays in the Fed. We'll kind of just see how they play out, see what I think of their cards. But definitely the IPW names, you know, long term, um, will will stick around. I've got guys like Kurt Stallion and Lenny Lane on the roster. Uh, Kurt Stallion wrestled. He wrestled several of the the Tragostes, uh Supercard shows in Waterloo. Won the 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 uh, Hall of Fame Classic the one year. So he's definitely got ties to IPW, even though you know he hasn't been there for for a few years. And Lenny Lane, you know, coming out of Minnesota, um, definitely a name that that kind of fits in well. He has some good matches with with guys at that level. Another one is Shane Hollister, who had a card from the National Pro Wrestling Day Pack from some years ago. Uh, an Iowa guy and uh, did did work you know a little bit in IPW, um, so he's definitely a good a good guy has some good matches and um, you know maybe use more to put some of the bigger names over but has some competitive matches and could pull off a win. Stu, well I was going to say uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my own IPW tour which I run as yes. a I run as a kind of I run as a Fed that's owned by my current Legends Fed a WWA so it's a mm-hmm. subsidiary Fed to them. Um, and right now, uh, Mr. Destiny is in the middle of a 13 title defense reign. So it's wow. pretty impressive. Uh, he's, he's feuding with Justin decent. Uh, they will have a return bout coming up, but that card, uh, I was disappointed to hear he went out so quickly for you because that, that yeah. card has been magic for me. 
he he struggled for me um unfortunately and then and, and that's even with kind of adding in the the hometown advantage rule um but yeah i mean just just to maybe a, a rough start and you know i think things will kind of pick up but um yeah because he's one i definitely wanted to see at least get out of that first round although against the big picture that's that's not a bad loss just the, no, the way, way the match went wasn't wasn't uh wasn't as exciting as i hoped it would be so yeah it's it's been it's been a lot of fun uh to to play with this this group of characters and uh look forward to see who the, the first champions are again i'll kind of I'll, I'll write up some of the backstory um as it uh you know kind of syncs up with the uswa timeline and, and start an ipw thread on the discussion board and uh, look forward to that this ipw cards by the by are a lot of fun um yes I'm having a blast with them on the tour and, and it is just, it is so much fun to use them. Yeah. They're statted in such a way that they are producing by and large, some pretty good matches because they're, you know, fairly, nobody's, uh, you know, in the stratosphere in terms of stats and they're all kind of comparable. So yeah. Yeah. Giving me some fun matches. Yeah. You know, in a sense, it kind of reminds me of like the early days of the GWF, the 2087, where obviously you had, you know, your top guys, Star Warrior, Wolf, Thantos. But, you know, in a sense, it was a lot more even. And, you know, maybe in a sense, people could you get more of those upsets. All right. Well, with that, fans, uh, we are going to wrap up this show for this week. And uh, hope you enjoyed a little look inside our feds. Uh, you know, I, I think in a couple of weeks here, we might uh, focus on what Tim and Chad have been doing and, and what they've been rolling as well. Well, let's get into our shout outs. Uh, Stu, why don't you kick us off? I'm going to give a shout out to a, a podcast I just discovered uh, recently called The Outdated Wrestling Podcast. I think that's the name of it by Bob Smith, uh, former PWI legendary writer. Uh, Chad had sent over an episode of uh, Stick to Wrestling, uh, rec highly recommending it. And I listened to it and was uh, found out that Bob Smith has a podcast of his own. So I started listening to that today, as a matter of fact, and it was really, really good. Uh, he was talking to a, a, a movie critic friend of his about the Iron Claw and just the I, I found the discussion to be, well, very engaging and very good and very well presented. So I, I highly recommend it. I'm trying to be more discerning in my wrestling podcasts. Uh, and I, I also typically slant towards wrestling history versus current current day scene. And this one's going to provide me with a fair amount of history. So it's well done. I, I highly recommend it and want to give a shout out to that. Other than that, good night, Denmark. Awesome. Thank you, Stu. Tim. Yeah, this is a late run in, so I have nothing prepared. Buy the t-shirts at tkostore.com, t-e-e-k-o-store.com. Thank you. Awesome. Well done, Tim. Well done. Well, thank you for joining us, Tim. Glad we could see you for a little bit here. And and by the way, Stu, yes. I, I did try to I, I did try to put Denmark to, to bed last last week when you. Uh, when you couldn't join us. I wanted to make sure that they weren't awake all week waiting for your return. <laughs> Thank you very much. My countrymen appreciate it. Oh yes. All right. Uh we'll get into my shout outs for this week. Of course, uh, the other Phil Singer Games content providers, Sam, Mike, and Todd over at Roll Up, the official podcast of Phil Singer Games. Grandpa Choco and the Solo Promoter YouTube channel, Steve Tower at After Further Review, Dave Little at Heartland Championship Wrestling, Lee Longpre and the Dizzy Dice Podcast, Brock Atkinson and Brockster Builds, as well as Brock and Mike's Phil Singer, Phil Singer Games Character Spotlight. And of course, once again, we are having the Phil Singer Games Perennial this coming Saturday, the January 27th. Get registered online. You don't even have to attend to get some great cards. So you can uh, look forward to that, promoters. Again, apologize that I won't be able to join you. Uh, but I will send in a video to announce the Legends release. And, and you, But uh, you do have to pay. You don't have to attend, but you do have to pay the 15 bucks. You do have to pay. Yes, it's not free. <laughs> it's not free. Right. Yes. They're, They're not just going to send them to you because, you you know, you, you're you're waiting by the mailbox. Right, right. And, you, you know, you can't just telepathically tell Todd and Mike to send me send the card. You got you to gotta, you gotta sign up for me first. That's all you got to do. It's well worth it. Um, as I said, uh, yeah, we've got some more wrestling upcoming this week. Uh, a couple of three days in a row, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, some different events. Saturday, team splitting up, going into some separate tournaments, different directions. A lot of wrestling upcoming in the next few days. Good opportunities for our boys and our girls. Uh, but just uh, hope everybody has fun at the perennial this weekend and enjoys the new cards, the exclusive releases. And thank you, everybody, for clicking, listening, and downloading. Thank you. 
Hey promoters, it's Corey again, and I realized as soon as we finished recording that we did not uh, acknowledge those who commented on our thread for episode 165. So thank you very much to Troy TTX, Jared Balls, aka The Faction, Chad, Grandpa Choco, aka Throwing Toasters, DK2, aka Pete Beck, and I loved hearing more about the moon title, uh, Matt Dickendesher, the uh, self-professed un- uh, true star of Uncharted Territory, Andy, aka Sinestro24, Zeke Gould, a.k.a. Mr. Vegas, L.A. Wraith, Kevin the Butcher, Todd Dorshell, the Tournament Master, and Pete Fusco. Thank you, everybody, for commenting on episode 165. I was going to text you, Tim. Did you see the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I got none of my picks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You got, I know you I, had Beltry and Hilton. Yep, I had, I had Maurer. You had Maurer as well. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Oh, Maurer got it. Now we yep. got in. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, I think Tori Hunter. Oh, cool. I don't know. I didn't, he didn't get in. He didn't get well, in. Oh, but oh. um, I think I think he's gonna get dropped off the ballot because I don't think he got five percent of the vote. Okay. Um, so if he does get in down the road, he's gonna have to do it through some kind of veterans committee or something. Okay. Poor um, Billy Wagner missed by five freaking votes. Five oh, votes. Oh man. And he's crazy. a guy, like I said, you know, I he's the Tim Reigns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because everybody said well you know he's not as good as mariano rivera right well yeah but you know they kept saying well tim Raines isn't as good as ricky henderson yeah. well yeah but Who ricky was? henderson was like the best leadoff guy in history i oh, know man you know they don't all have to be babe ruth people right right nope oh. yeah billy wagner was he was just amazing so i i'm i'm stunned that he hasn't gotten more support over the years i actually thought you know talking about guys that are played for the twins i thought joe nathan might get a little bit of run oh yeah, yeah. you know back in the day but he didn't he got yeah. nothing yeah wow i mean he was on the ballot he got no love at all and i mean hmm. you i mean look at his baseball reference page i mean there's a lot of eras below two for him year yeah. after year after year after year yeah he deserves yeah. a look yeah, yeah so yeah. i don't know they just don't like closers i don't know what it is hmm. i mean there's you only don't, a you don't know what to do there. with it because um, yeah yeah they're closers and then they're closers. I mean, some of them have inflated stats, but a lot of them are legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, mean, you know, I, I understand you guys like Raleigh Fingers and Gossage and guys that yeah. pitched 120 innings a year. You know, now the starters right. are pitching 120 innings a year. <laughs> right, right. It's all compacting. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they'd bring them in. They'd bring guys like that. I mean, I remember Sparky Lyle. It was, I think it was one of the, the, uh, an ALCS against the Royals, mm-hmm. the Yankees, Billy Martin was managing. He brought in Sparky Lyon like the fourth inning and he mm-hmm. pitched oh, the yeah. rest of the game. Oh yeah. They, they'd go away. And he was a closer, yeah. but they brought, brought him in like the like two outs in the fifth inning. Yeah. Pitched the rest of the game. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a different world. <laughs> yeah. He's just throwing out there, throwing sliders. I mean, you know, wow. but, but uh, yeah, weird. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Stuff like that happens, but but it's that that's the evolution of the game now. Everybody throws a hundred miles an hour, and they your arm is going to go out of the socket if you if you pitch more than two innings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read an interesting article. It was like they throw about the same amount of pitches as they used to in the forties, fifties, sixties, or whatever. But the velocity is so much greater. I mean, you used to, you used to bear down at like you know a few strategic moments in the game in terms of being a pitcher or starting pitcher. Yeah, mm-hmm. you might now you it's might every throw, pitch. You might throw 90, 91, but you've got 98 in your back pocket for a few pitches mm-hmm. if you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, promoters, it's Corey again, and we would love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topic suggestions, or any other comments, and we might include your audio in a future episode of Uncharted Territory. There's two ways you can do it. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash u-n-c-t-e-r again tinyurl.com backslash u-n-c-t-e-r you can click the message button and record up to a one minute message and we can include that in a future episode or you can email us either audio or a written question at our email address utpodcast2020 at gmail.com again utpodcast2020 at gmail.com Want to show your friends that you listen to Uncharted Territory? Well, head on over to our store at 
tkostore.com slash collection slash uncharted hyphen territory. You can choose from a shirt or hoodie with Travis Heckle's great podcast cover artwork or a shirt with a design inspired by one of our favorite bands. While there, check out the other great merchandise at TKO, including shirts of several of the top MMA fighters, including Bigfoot Silva, Tim Sylvia, Ensign Inouye, and more. Need a shirt made for your event or organization? Contact TKO, run by Filsinger Games promoter Justin Bulka, aka Pike Mojo, to place your order. Again, that's TKOstore.com, T-E-E-K-O-Store.com. Insert wolf music. Nacho Barrera in 2021, uh, Frogman LeBlanc in 22, and then last year was, um, oh my gosh, oh duh, I'm gonna do that again. And the major players, um, uh, Zach Ryder, or sorry, excuse me, <laughs> what's his name now? What's his freaking name? Oh, uh, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna do that again. Um, more breaking news. Goodness gracious. Chad Olson is here on the podcast. All these run-ins. I know. It was just a, you never know what to expect on uncharted territory. Ringside it's, is crazy at the moment. It's unexpected. It's uncensored. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tables are being un- overturned, unturned, upturned, turned over. I can't get the words out. Some direction. Some direction. They're turning. They're turning turning, some. They're turning on everyone. This just in, you don't need to attend to receive the cards. You just need to pay for them and buy a ticket to the perennial. Back to your regular scheduled program.